What's wrong with you people? As a Christ follower, you are called to obey the Great Commandment, and you are called to pursue the Great Commission. Southwestern Seminary will encourage you to love God with all you are and will equip you to serve God wherever He calls. Whether you're just beginning your journey or have decades of experience, Southwestern Seminary will equip you to live your calling. This seminary is grace-filled, Christ-centered, scripturally grounded, confessionally guided, student-focused, and globally engaged. Learn more about Southwestern Seminary's core values at swibbits.edu forward slash core values. Welcome to Not Another Baptist Podcast, and y'all are in for a treat today. This is Matt Hensley, but Kyle, non-alcoholic beerman, is nowhere to be found because I am on the island of Puerto Rico with my good friend (laughs) Javier. Javier, tell our listeners who you are, a little bit about your family, and what it is that you do. Well, with that introduction, I don't know what I'm going to say. Thank you so much, Matt, uh, for having us uh, in your podcast. Well, my name is Javier Vargas. I am the proud father of three beautiful children, which they're not so children anymore, right? Uh, Havis is 21. Uh, we adopted him uh, at age of when he was 19 months. Uh, and 10 years later, Luz and Angel, uh, when they were five and four, they came to our lives to transform our lives. And also the uh, lucky husband of Jolanda for the past uh, 26 years. Wow. Uh, and we serve here in Puerto Rico, leading uh, the efforts uh, uh, through Adoptando uh, on raising awareness within the church, creating the culture uh, within the church of caring for the most vulnerable in the island. That's by the grace of God, that's what we've been doing for the past eight to nine years now. And here we are. Awesome. Well, I want to get to where where we get to Adoptando. So before you started Adoptando, uh, you were, if I recall, in the Navy. Yes, sir. And a police officer. Yes, sir. So tell us, like, God just completely, obviously altered your plans and, and put this burden in your heart. Kind of walk us to, to today through those steps. Well, <clears throat> Long story short, uh, I grew up in a very dysfunctional family. I was always looking for that. uh, For some reason, I was seeking for that uh, uh, family environment Mm. that I didn't enjoy. And it was through a police officer when I was age 12 that I kind of learned the dynamics of being a good parent and having a good husband treating his wife and kids. And and for that reason, I was inclined to to do law enforcement. And I grew up wanting to be a father and a police officer. So I became a police officer. There you go. But God had another plans about becoming a father, the way that I was going to become a father. So 
I joined the force in Puerto Rico. I became a drugs and narcotics investigator. And then 2006, uh, I joined the Navy and spent uh, some time serving in the Navy when after a pretty uh, intense accident, I broke my, my back, my ribs, uh, my calm was moved and uh, <clears throat> ended up in disability. And that's what God used to transform my heart and, and, and tell me I am calling you for something bigger. I already had adopted at the time uh, Havis, but then a couple of years later when I got better, Luz and Angel came to our lives and, and their adoption process was so difficult than our first one because of the level of trauma. It was a trauma that we, we've never seen before. It was a trauma that we were not trained to deal with. It was a trauma that, uh, that we didn't have the tools to, to work with. And because I'm a natural investigator, I, I, I like to understand things. I like to, to, to learn. Uh, <clears throat> that led us to, to learn a little bit about, okay, why in Puerto Rico we're not talking about trauma? Why in Puerto Rico we're not training families uh, about trauma? How many children have gone through the same thing that my kids went through? My kids were returned to the foster care system three times, creating a trauma over trauma. So when we started digging in, we found out that over 70% of the kids, seven, seven out of 10 kids, in foster care, I returned to the system from adoptive families after they've been promised a permanent home. But the reality is that if you're not being trained, any any person that is listening this to this, that have gone through an adoption process and have experienced kids with trauma, they will relate to this. If you don't have the tools, if you don't have the knowledge, but more than that, if you don't have the gospel, it's impossible to love the way that we've been loved. So that is kind of what God used. God used my disability. God used my kids through the trauma. God had to break everything I had planned. He broke the way that I intended my family to be. Actually, when Luz and Angel arrived, arrived at, when we were called for Luz and Angel, let me correct that. I was on the phone with a realtor in Florida because our plans were, okay, I already have my pension. Harvest is 12 years old. He's homeschooled, he's independent, I don't have any attachments, I, I go to church, I serve my church, but I'm not in a leadership position. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm going to be okay. So that's when we got the call from the Department of Family. While I was 
preparing my retirement, God was preparing, preparing my ministry. Wow. And just to go ahead with that next question, uh, remember that after that phone call, we had to decide if we were going to stay in Puerto Rico, if we were going to proceed with uh, buying a house in Florida or staying in Puerto Rico to adopt these kids. We decided to adopt. A little bit after that, I went on to a mission trip in Dominican Republic, and when we were coming back, my pastor asked me to listen to a message from John Piper called, Don't Waste Your Life. There was nothing more to say after that. Mm. We have an industry telling us that it's time for you to retire while we have people dying with Christ among us. And the question is, are we thinking about the salvation of the orphans when we're thinking about retiring? And we're think, thinking about, I'm comfortable already. I already did my 30 years. Yeah. I did my part. Yeah. I donate. I do this. Are we, are, are we seeing them the same way that God looked at us? So that's what God, how God led me to where we are today. Okay. And I, I'll say for somebody that should be retired, you you got the energy of like this 25-year-old dude just strung up on Red Bulls or something. You're going, going, going all day long. We've seen it, you know, as you come in and out because you do several things. Uh, but let's let's hone in on Adoptando. I think I said it right that time. Yes. Adoptando. And, this Spanish is getting uh, it's, good, man. It's getting a little bit Bueno. Uh, <laughs> it's because of that gallo, man. The, the, the gallo. Yeah. He's he up in the sing. morning and just singing. And he will sing to you every day. Every, every day, morning. Every day. And uh, it gives me a little extra time <laughs> to Google some different phrases that I want to try on the kids. So tell us about Adoptando. Uh, our listeners have heard um, my story of being adopted, uh, my biological mom being adopted, and then us adopting our girls through Arrow Child and Family Services, which is a similar program, but in, in the, you know, the, the states are specifically Texas. So tell us about Adoptando, the connection with Scent Relief, what y'all are trying to do here in Puerto Rico as, as kind of this launching pad for what you hope to see in the future. Well, Adoptando was born out of the story that I just told you. Uh, the idea of funding or creating Adoptando uh, was to train families to understand trauma, to train families and churches to embrace the care for the orphans. Actually, the mission of Adoptando is to make, to do justice to the orphans, to the vulnerables, right? That's it. Uh, I don't know how to say Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy? Yeah, you, yeah. You said it in English, I would say it in Spanish. Deuteronomy. Uh, See. <laughs> see. Uh, 1038, uh, let's do justice mm -hmm. to the vulnerable. So, uh, Adoptato's mission 
is to do justice to the vulnerable, but how are we going to do it? How can we really do justice to the orphans? Well, it's connecting the church with the needs of the orphans. So, from that, uh, Adoptando started working with families, training them, uh, providing them a, a, an opportunity to, to hear their, 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 their stories and, and not judging them and all of that. But then in 2000, uh, that started in 2015. 2017, after Hurricane Maria hit Puerto Rico, uh, adoptions in Puerto Rico basically stopped. So uh, God led us to, okay, Adoptando now, go and serve the orphans where they at. So we started helping in orphanages, and something that happened was that it didn't matter how energetic we were, it didn't matter uh, how many gifts we brought, you could see kids smiling but not happy. And I know that you have seen those faces. Oh yeah. And there's a difference. You can see smiles, but you don't see happiness. And that's what I felt this so strongly in my heart, telling me, like, Javier, you're preparing families to adopt the children, but who is preparing the children to be adopted? Who is healing them? I am the one that can heal. His, God is the only one that can heal them. So that's when we started with the idea of creating the, the emotional and restoration of that emotional and spiritual restoration center, which are orphanages, orphanages dedicated to uh, to restore the lives with the gospel of the orphans in the island. So that is 2017. But what happened at, until that time, everything was done through my pension. Mm. Everything was covered. There was no donors. There was no churches involved. There was... Uh, it was a lonely voice. After that, my pastor told me, Javier, I think that you need to understand that you've been called to call the church to get involved. And although that was the vision and mission, uh, we were not getting track. But after here came Maria, the North American Mission Board put their site in Puerto Rico because of the devastation, mm -hmm. right? how to help all those, these SBC churches here in the island to serve the communities, right? So 2018, the North American Mission Board sent, sent relief to Puerto Rico, and they decided that they were gonna stay in Puerto Rico permanently to lead the, uh, alongside said network, uh, to lead the way to a revitalization of the churches and then uh, uh, Ministries of Mercy in Puerto Rico through mm -hmm. the uh, Southern Baptist uh, churches. And one of the tasks given to the, that leadership was we want an orphan care ministry in Puerto Rico. And there was one pastor that had worked with me until, uh, before that, that said, raised his hand and said, we don't have to start this in Puerto Rico. We already have someone doing it. Mm -hmm. And that's when, when Sam Relief knocked on my doors. And 
my door, my house. <laughs> that was my office. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and okay, Harry, wanna we wanna hear what's going on. We wanna learn about you. Tell me all about it. And to be honest, man, I never expected that God had all of this plan since that day. The ministry, it was just pouring uh, gasoline on a spark of fire. And thanks to the Annie Armstrong donor donations that all of our sisters' churches uh, do, or does, I'm sorry, we've been blessed to lead this ministry that today we have two adoption agencies. Today, we have trained more than 400 families. Today, we have, uh, God has saved uh, nine children from abortion. Mm -hmm. Today, we, we already opened our first orphanage, orphanage, where you guys are serving our kids. We have 15 kids, and right now we're in conversations with the mayor of the island to acquire another campus where we are going to be able to build four houses to serve 50 more orphans in the area. Mm. So that is the long story short. Yeah. And that's, that's something we highlight often is, is with the Southern Baptist uh, Convention, you know, we just, you were out there. We got to we got to yeah, hang out in, yeah. uh, in Bart's little office and, and visit for a while and uh, get a big bear hug from you. Yeah. And uh, but one of the things we talk about often is through the cooperative program as churches give through uh, their state conventions and so forth. It funds you know the IMB, NAM, our seminaries, all of that. And we we talk often about you know I think it was seventy one or seventy nine. I can't remember right now missionaries that that we commissioned at the annual yeah, meeting. Seventy nine. We celebrated nearly a thousand churches planted and, and replanted last year, and, and then marked the ten thousand. So that always gets the press, uh, and we talk because we've got some people that are involved with disaster relief uh, on our podcast that, that we talk often about some of that. But what's really neat is what sometimes doesn't get the press is things like this. And so when you're giving through the cooperative program, and when you give to Annie Armstrong. And of course, with Lottie Moon, that's also involved with, yeah. with sin relief and so forth, is that is allowing this kind of stuff to, to happen. And, and to your listeners, I know that they do give with joy. You can see every year how uh, how those donations continue to, to go up, and it's amazing. But what is amazing is to see the life of Justin, mm. a 12-year-old kid that by age four, he was homeless, living in a car with his mom. And because mom used to spend all his money, or her money, I'm sorry, in drugs, he was all the time suffering of hunger. And if he cried, he was put in the trunk of the vehicle so he could stay quiet. 
His mom tried to bury him alive because he couldn't stay quiet. He was removed at age five, age six, and stayed in the system. And when he was age nine or 10, his dad came to the picture. That he was never there. Just came to the picture and claimed his son. And the state actually gave him the opportunity. And what happened? That because he couldn't handle the trauma, and his wife at the moment couldn't handle the trauma. She asked him to decide either your son or me, and he chose not him. Putting himself, his son, again to the system. A kid that when he came to our facility, 12 years old, Matt, couldn't read. Mm. Didn't know math. Right before you called me to start recording this podcast, he was calling me. Javier, I need to tell you something. I'm sorry. He's getting speech therapy. Mm-hmm. And he was like, the therapist just told me that I don't need to get speech therapy twice. I'm so much better that now I can do it once a week. Wow. And she's looking forward because very soon I will not need this therapist anymore. And, and you you ask yourself, why, why is that so amazing? This kid is having speech therapy at the compared to the age of five-year-old. Like, mm-hmm. his, his level of speech impediment had him at the level of a five-year-old kid. So now he can speak like a 12-year-old kid. Yeah. And that's liberated for yeah. him. Now he can read. Now he can do math. He knows to multiply five plus five, or five times five, I'm sorry. You know, his level of confidence is growing. Now he believes that he can join the military and serve our nation. Mm. And all of that has happened in only six months. So those are the stories that are happening here. And if you allow me one more, Jay Daniel, he's four and a half months now. And he arrived here two and a half months uh, prior, uh, two and a half months uh, ago. Broken ribs, broken femur, cerebral hemorrhages and the eye retina retina uh, uh, displaced. Having convulsions every night. That's how he got here. Two and a half months after that, his ribs have been healed. The family has been healed. 
he can eat or actually suck milk like crazy. He can see his brain is working. And the doctors can just tell you this is nothing short than a miracle like this is not supposed to happen. We're not claiming that we're doing anything special. We're just loving them in the same way that we were loved by our Savior. And we portray the gospel in everything that we do. So that's what these cooperative programs are allowing us to do. That's so, it's nothing really to follow that with. You know, I want to close this out, but what I want to give you an opportunity to do is, you know, we'll have thousands of folks that will be listening in and uh, just share with them, you know, what I have in mind is you, hey, ask for whatever you need. Like, you want them to come and do what we're doing, uh, you know, mission trips come and, and be a part of what you're doing, that kind of deal. If there's certain needs that you have, I mean, they're, they're listening right now and right now they're probably wiping away a few tears from their their face but this is what we've been able to see every week and you know or every day this week and we were getting the whole uh john uh john danielle yeah john danielle and uh i think the lady um that was working with him said that the doctor said i can only prescribe love like yeah. that's that's it there's nothing that we can there's nothing we nothing we can tell you to do other than just love and that's what y'all have given them and that's what you're giving each and every one of these kids and coming from a wide variety of traumas and all of that, and all of them that just watching y'all love them just unconditionally, um, just as a picture of that gospel that y'all proclaim, intercentering this whole thing around. Right? It's not about Javier. It's every, everything I'm hearing them talk about. Every, all of this is about what Christ is doing and what His grace is allowing y'all to do. So I'm going to stop talking. You've got a few more minutes just... Like invite people here, what whatever you yeah, want to say as we uh, close. Th- this is this is what I've told the churches all along. Come and see. Come and see what God is doing. And tell me if you want to be part of this. Right now in Puerto Rico we're going through a really uh unprecedented heat wave. Mm. Our power bills are crazy high because we have to keep air conditioning going all the time. Uh, we will love at some point to be able to at least the orphanage, to be able to, to do some, some sort of solar roofing so uh, we can lower the, the bills and they can have a better quality of life. Uh, you, you've seen the basketball court is amazing. Mm-hmm. But it has no roof. But it's hot. And it's hot. <laughs> it's hot. You played it for... I played for five minutes, and I was... Oh, it's it hot. And, and, and we don't have any other way to, to, to do it, to give them a, any other rec- recreation. Uh, so at some point, we would love to be able to, to have a roof on that basketball court. Uh, but the most important thing for me is come and see... Come, contact us. Actually, contact Matt. He's becoming my uh, representative back <laughs> in, in Texas. Yeah. Uh, don't need a passport. You don't need a passport. You, you, you just hop on a plane. And we will provide uh, 
a place to sleep. We will provide good rice and beans. Yes. It's good. It's very good. Well, it's good. Uh, it's, it's chef quality rice and beans. It is chef quality rice and beans. Uh, we'll provide transportation uh, through Send Relief. You, you, you get all your arrangements done and come and see. Come and see and see their eyes and actually see their smiles yes. and tell me if you can see happiness. Yeah. That's what makes a difference. Yeah. We, we invite you to come and see, bring a team, bring a youth group, bring, you know, if you've got a, a local association, several churches, maybe some pastors that may be interested in some kind of orphan care, foster care, uh, you know, that, that type of ministry, uh, there's a lot of options, not just here, but also at the Sin Relief Center. With, yes. Uh, the, they're going to be moving into some uh, pregnancy resource work and all of that as well. Of course, church planting, church replanting, yes. revitalization. There's a lot of stuff that's happening here in Puerto Rico. And uh, so we ask you to continue to pray, continue to give uh, through the cooperative program and through Annie Armstrong but you may just dust off your suitcase, pack some cool clothes, because it's warm right now, yes. and hop over and, uh, and see what God is doing here in San Juan. And uh, you may get to have some of the best cafe you've ever had. Yes, uh, yes, that, yes. That we had just yesterday with you, and that was delicious. It was a good coffee, and right? It is a good coffee. And you can also find out the hard way that when you're trying to do right and order in Spanish and go through everything, and you say <laughs> salsa de tomate, and the lady looks at you and says, We say ketchup here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I tried. I tried. But yeah. uh, uh, Javier, we, we love you, and we don't normally do this. Uh, but I want to pray uh, for you and ask you that, that as you're listening in, that you just join me uh, wherever you are, whenever you're listening to this, and pray with me for Javier in the ministry of Abdoptando, and, uh, and then we'll close it out with that. Our Heavenly Father, first of all, we thank you for salvation, uh, that you would save wretches like us. Uh, Lord, in, in our case, I thank you for our uh, wives, Rebecca and, and Javier's uh, esposa and uh, her love for you and, and love for Javier and what you have called them to do. Uh, certainly you've called Javier, but you've called them as a couple and we've gotten to see a ministry couple ministering every day this week. We thank you for their children that are a part of that as well. And, and uh, Lord, these, these kids in this uh, foster care, uh, really even beyond that, just this love center uh, where they're being loved, they're being shepherded, they're being taught, uh, Lord, they're being protected. Uh, Lord, we just ask, first of all, uh, for you to continue that work here, that you'll continue to sustain Javier and those that have come alongside of him, his ministry partners here. But Lord, secondly, we ask for that to increase, that there would be other churches and other people that would come alongside of him, either through gifts or through their time and their talents. Uh, and Lord, and then thirdly, uh, that this work will increase as, as those opportunities come in and that funding comes in, that uh, more opportunities to do even more on this island would increase and that you'll just bless uh, their work and uh, that you will just increase it uh, many, many fold. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. We thank you for listening in and until next time, may your cafe 
Be black as night and as bold as the gospel you declare. What's wrong with you people?